Hey out there, this is Tokyo's very own number one pirate power station, Jet Set Radio! Over the hood, through the streets, and right into your brain. We're transmitting our signal straight to you. Y'all got your antennas on or what? Yeah, we're riding high in a smooth stream of supersonic sound. And I'm your captain and DJ. Let's get scratching. Hey, you. To be this good, take Hello to all the Sega fans out there. And good evening to everyone listening to us on Radio Sega. It's me, Dan, the Mega Driver, with another episode of the Sega Guys, bringing that Sega goodness via the Miracle Podcasting. Unfortunately, I'm on my Todd tonight. The beat to my gum, James the Sega-holic, hasn't been able to make it today. He's going through a few personal things at the moment, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my best to honour him and do the very best podcast possible. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. So what are we doing today? Today, we're going to go back on an old theme. Now, it's no secret that James and I both love our Sega music, whether it's going through my favourite Sega, where everyone's telling us their favourite console and game and music, obviously, or whether it's us breaking into spontaneous karaoke sessions, which you've probably heard if you've listened to a lot of our older catalogue, especially if it's Sonic R. Can you feel the sunshine? All that lovely stuff. It, everything that we do, we're always talking about the music, and there's been quite a few episodes where we've we've gone off on a tangent talking about how much we love certain songs. So last year, we discussed our Desert Island discs over two episodes. In the first episode, James went through his six Desert Island discs. In the second episode, I went through mine. And we thought we'd do a follow-up this year for our second year and for our second season. So what we did is we put together another list, another six from James, another six from me, a dozen more tracks. We thought what we'd do is put them into one single podcast episode to give you a bit more of that Sega music flavour. And it suits, especially since we're now on Radio Sega, where we can really drill down on that musical theme. It's a little bit like, now that's what I call music, I guess, which is why it's now what that's what I call Sega. It's kind of a Sega Guys LP, similar, I guess, to Alfred Hitchcock's Music to be Murdered by albeit a lot less murdery, a lot less ominous, and a lot more fun and Sega-like. Blue Blue Skies and all that lovely stuff. Uh, Spoiler Roy, Blue Blue Skies isn't in here, unfortunately. Maybe left here. But let's get on with it. So the first track is James's choice, and what a cracker it is for us to get started with. I don't think anyone could really compile a list of Sega songs and not include this, to be honest. It's iconic for a lot of reasons. It's both the intro song for this game, it's also the song for the, the medium stage track, uh, which is called Dinosaur Canyon. And by calling it Dinosaur Canyon, I'm pretty sure that most ardent Sega fans have guessed what this is. It, of course, is Daytona USA. So every time that someone talks Daytona USA, someone has this pop into their head. And I'm pretty sure that by now you're already sitting there going... And if you're not, then you really need to play more Daytona USA. So the game has a masterpiece of a soundtrack. Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, he delivered such a quirky masterpiece. It's wacky, it's iconic. Does it fit stock car racing? Well... Miraculously, it does. It's not the sort of thing that you'd be tuning in to watch stock car racing on Sky Sports on, but uh, it suits this game and it makes it so fun to play. And this is the first song that everyone thinks of, and rightly so, because it's absolutely iconic. It's a brilliant song. And what you really need to do is, after you finish watching this episode, if you haven't already, 
stick YouTube on and go and watch Takanobu perform this live on camera. And he's so happy when he does it. It's so happy it's infectious. You can't help but come away from the video smiling. So give it a listen. This is the Sega Saturn version because the Sega Saturn had an arranged soundtrack which improved in the arcade version, which is true for other tracks in here actually. So sit back and enjoy Let's Go Away arranged from Daytona USA.
just wonderful. I love that track so much. And now I've got a massive smile on my face. I'm ready to get into the, the next song in the episode. So we're going to dial it way back. So we've jumped straight in with the Saturn slash arcade. We're now going to go down to the chiptune stages. So this is my choice. This is taking it back to the Master System. It's actually a Yuzo Kashiro joint. So we're already two songs in and we're already mentioning Legends. It's not Streets of Rage, before you say that. It's actually a Master System game, as I've already said. And it's actually from Sonic the Hedgehog 1. It's not the Bridge Zone, which is the most famous one that you've heard of. Um, whether you've heard it in the Game Gear game, whether you've heard it in the Master System game, or whether you've sat there listening to Janet Jackson everywhere I go and thought, that sounds familiar. Do, 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 do. Anyway, this is the happy, bouncing, beautiful song that is the Jungle Zone. And I feel it really captures the feel of Sonic in that stage. It just reminds me of greenery, waterfalls, jumping on the log rafts, just everything that makes Sonic fun on the Master System. This is the pinnacle of it for me. Because once you get out of the Jungle Zone, you're into... Dr. Robotnik's messy, awful, oppressive, musky sea. And then you've got Labyrinth, Sky Base, and Scrap Brain Zone. That's all just miserable stuff. I mean, great stuff, but miserable. Uh, Jungle Zone is the last really beautiful green zone that you have in the Master System game. And I think this is a brilliant send-off. It's challenging. And one of my lingering memories is that it's actually the furthest my mum used to get. She used to come in and sneak games on the Master System 2 when we were asleep. And then she'd tell us about it in the morning and we'd try and see if we could beat it. And we always used to get stuck on the, the bloody waterfall because it's so hard. But yeah, this music really pushed you through. And I really hope that you enjoy this one. It really dials it back because we're going to have a lot of really nice music here. Some more with lyrics, some that's really well produced and everything like that. But I think it's always good to have a bit of chip tune in here. So here we go. This is the Jungle Zone from Son of the Hedgehog on the Master System. And this is the PAL version, by the way. This is the version that I'm used to. So maybe a little bit slower than you remember. But either way, hope you enjoy. Right, back to James then. And anyone that's been a long time listener on this show, anyone that's followed us on Twitter, anyone that's ever met James and mentioned Sega to him will know what's coming. And by God, this is a classic. It's inevitable. You know, I love the game. 
James loved the game. James loved the game so much that it dwarfs so much I love the game. And I really love the game. It's probably one of my favourite in its genre of all time. Now, we've mentioned before about Saturn music being better than the original. I mentioned that in Let's Go Away, that there was an arranged version of the soundtrack, and it sounds better on the Saturn than it did in the arcade. It's the same with this one. In the arcade, the arcade, to be honest, I'm not a fan of the soundtrack. It's a little bit plinky-plonky, a little bit. It's like it wants to be chip-tuned, but it doesn't sound quite right. Whereas when it came home, it was fully instrumental to you. got the you got the, the drums. you got the... And... You know, I don't want to give too much away straight away, but it is an absolute classic. You've probably heard it over and over and over again many, many times. Um, probably because you've hit the restart button. And if you haven't guessed what it is already, it is Condition Reflex in Sega Rally. Now, how many times have you heard this song? I'm gathering, I'm guessing a lot, an awful lot. I know I've heard it more times than I care to. I mean, it never gets old, never, ever gets old. And it's the beauty of it, really, because it's so good that even when you screw up that last corner on the desert track on the third lap for the tenth time and you hit restart and the song starts again, you still listen to it. You still aren't tired of the music. Maybe cursing the blue car, maybe cursing that pink car, those pillocks that drive you absolutely insane when you're trying to overtake them, they're trying to beat that top score or that fastest time. Somehow, this track still sounds fresh and fantastic, and it's a credit to the composer of Sega Rally, it really is. So here we go with Conditioned Retext. This is James's choice, and an absolute banger it is too. Have fun.
just wow absolutely adore that song and when i was speaking about the composer forgot to mention that it is actually the same composer behind the daytona usa soundtrack that is tesuo misiyoshi so what an absolute genius to create just so spellbinding and incredible soundtracks uh, he should be behind every racing game soundtrack in my opinion uh but there we go so the next song then this is a song very close to my heart and it's one that i put on probably at least once a week if i'm sitting there on youtube uh maybe cooking dinner or something just want something to listen to and i just need something to make me smile i've been talking about this game a fair bit we went into it quite deep on james's top 15 mega drive games and uh, I went into uh, uh, an expletive-laden uh, love letter to it. So, uh, <laughs> um, absolutely adore this game. I think it's so underrated. We've mentioned it quite a few times. It's a it's a beautiful song, and I really think it shows the Mega Drive at its absolute peak musically. We know that some Mega Drive games, they've got a very specific sound to them. The Japanese ones, you've got Streets of Rage, and they sound superb. Some of the US-produced ones, not as good. But overall, the Mega Drive has a very distinctive sound. When it was in the right hands, it could really sing. And I think this song rivals anything from Yuzo Koshiro. It's absolutely incredible. So the game is Ristar. And I'm not going to get into another rant about how amazing it is and how everyone should play it. I'll save that for another day. Or save it for when we spoke about it on James's Top 15 Mega Drive games. But what is it? The track is going to is Dancing Leaves. Now, I think this is the best tune in the game. And I believe the developers agree because a remix of this tune actually appears in the end credit sequences. So it's the second act of Ristar. The first act is your normal flowery blue sky Sega opening platform level. And then in the second act, it kind of shifts into night. It's, it becomes sort of a carnival atmosphere. It's quite like... Sega Mardi Gras with a star person and lots of possessed creatures and animals. So it's an absolute, it's an absolute banger, absolutely beautiful. It's, it, less, it feels less like an action stage and more like a celebration, uh, like a celebration, like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's party-like, it's playful, and it's really nostalgic for me. It brings back so many memories of sitting there trying to get through this game. Uh, I finally beat it for the first time this year as well, which I'm really proud of. But uh, enough of me waffling on. Here it is, this is Dancing Leaves from Rystar.
absolutely love that song. Massive smile on my face right now. Now, I introduced that song by saying that it's uh, it feels like a party. And trust me, you're going to be throwing shapes after this one. So what's the next song then? Well, if there was a competition for the most 90s soundtrack, you'd have to give it to Sonic R, really, wouldn't you? But this would be a very close second. Now, this is James's choice. And James and I have spoken about this a few times. It's an arcade game that had a disappointing Sega Saturn port, solid arcade game, but what really made it stand out was the soundtrack. And James actually chose this the other song, the other highlight from this uh, series, or this game, on our Desert Island Disc series, and he's going with another song from this game. And in both cases, they're absolute bangers. So the game is Sega Touring Car. It's a good arcade game. As I say, disappointing Sega soundtrack, but the, the soundtrack is incredible. Just this brilliant Eurobeat pumping set of songs that makes it feel like, uh, you know, a, a pre-initial D in, in a way. Um, I love the soundtrack to it and I often stick it on in my car and drive around, you know, with it blaring out the window, uh, thinking I'm, uh, you know, a teenager again, or, you know, close to 40 these days. But anyway, like James said on Desert Island, this when he used to go into his arcade and go down to uh, down the stairs into where all the arcade machines were, and you could hear the songs from this arcade machine just booming around the whole room. And this is it's an absolutely spectacular song. For me, it reminds me of the Sega Flash demo disc, Sega Flash Five. Um, it's actually the song that plays at the end of the of the video demo of this game. And I used to watch the video over and over, thinking that we was going to get the next Sega Rally. And while the game did disappoint, the song stayed with me. And as I say. It's one I listen to a lot. So this is Don't Drop Me Baby from Sega Touring Card Championship.
Enjoy that? Bet you were dancing around the living room then. Go on, admit it. You were. Okay. We're going to bring it down a little bit for the next one. It's a, it's a little bit of a left of field choice this time. Uh, so I thought I'd go for something from the Mega CD, which has a ton of, ton of tracks in it. Thing was, I'd already gone with Sonic the Hedgehog on the Master System, so I didn't want to just jump straight into Sonic CD. And, uh, I went with this song. And it's a left of field choice because when is a Sega song not a Sega song? So this is from a game that was ported by Sega, that was coded by Sega, that had its soundtrack rewritten by Sega, but it's not originally a Sega game. Any clues yet? Well, on the Japanese box art, Sega's name is actually on the box, interestingly enough. But it's not the only name on there. The other name is, uh, is Capcom. So, any other clues? Well, this is a version of a theme for a character in Street Fighter Alpha 2. It's also a theme for a stage within the game. And uh, it's for the Bay Area theme. So this is the Bay Area theme from, from Final Fight CD. So this comes back to the amount of love that I have for Street Fighter Alpha 2. Rolento's stage in Street Fighter Alpha 2 was one that I used to think was absolutely amazing. As you were scrolling up this building, um, going through all the... Going, as you go all the way up to the skyscrapers and this beautiful tune was playing. Because um, I didn't actually get to the Bay Area part of Final Fight or play it that far until until later in my life. And uh, the Bay Area is probably the most iconic sound from Final Fight. It's it's it's, it's wonderful. Um, so what happened was Sega ported Final Fight to the Mega CD themselves. We've covered this before in our uh, Capcom episode. And this is their own twist to try and maximize the capabilities of Sega CD's Oreo or the Mega CD's audio. What it comes out of it is an absolutely fantastic version of it's. It's got a brilliant instrumentation, superb guitar riffs, brilliant bass. It's really evocative of like the 80s, even though at this point we we're in 1993 when it was ported. It's just an absolutely superb song, and you can see why it's persisted in the in, in the series for so long. It's not just in Final Fight, but in Street Fighter as well. So whether you love the original, whether you love Rolento's theme in Street Fighter 2, I feel like this is probably the best rendition. So here it is. This is Bay Area from Final Fight CD.
Brilliant. Just absolutely love that song. Uh, brings out so many memories. But we're going to leave that there now and move on to the next song. So this is James's choice, but you know, sometimes we think very similarly. So we're going to move on from 80s American urban decaying and gang, gang fighting to 90s Japanese urban decay and gang fighting. So what is this next song? So we've had quite a few voice songs so far. Or well, we've, had, we've had two, haven't we? Uh, so let's have another one with lyrics, shall we? Albeit, if you're singing along to this one, it's either because you know the native tongue, or it's because, like me, and I imagine James, you've listened to this song way too many times. So, what is this one? It's iconic. Now, Sega had an awful lot of voiced or lyrics to their Japanese games. Sega Worldwide Soccer is one I discovered recently. The Japanese Victory Goal Worldwide Edition has this crazy uh, lyrics to, to its opening theme. Where it's uh, you've got you've got to football them or something is the lyrics. It's, it's it's bonkers. Whereas with this game, they actually kept the Japanese lyrics in there rather than re- replacing them with uh, a guitar riff like they did in Worldwide Soccer or removing them completely like they did in other games. So they must have felt that this this kind of this J-pop or this theme uh, was meaningful because this game was actually very successful in Japan. Now. My own memory of this is actually borrowing a copy from a friend. Um, and later on, we were out and we were teenagers at the time. I think we bought a few cans, you know, um, or drinking in the park, whatever. And uh, I started singing this. He's like, how do you know the, 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 the lyrics to this? And I was like, well, I've, I've played the game so many times. How could you not memorize them? And uh, he laughed and uh, he called me sad. But but anyway, who's laughing now? <laughs> uh, no one, of course, because uh, it's Last Bronx. It's a brilliant fighting game severely underrated this is a brilliant intro song to it and it is of course jaggy love so less laughing more listening in
Love it. Love it so much. Did you love it? Well, maybe you're not quite ready for it yet, but your kids are going to love it. Anyway, let's move swiftly on to the next one. And this next one, it isn't quite as grand or as epic or as iconic as a lot of the songs that came before. And I think that's maybe a good thing. It's a little bit of a, a little bit of different, a little bit of a change of pace. Still brings back a lot of memories for me though. So this is from a sports game, funnily enough, not driving game, uh, a sports game. And it was originally an arcade game that was ported to the Dreamcast. Now, similar to what James was saying about Sega Touring Card Championship, when I went into the... It wasn't an arcade at this point. It was actually a bowling alley with a few arcade games in. I could hear this song playing an awful lot. And it's because, at the time, this game was quite a showpiece. I remember when I saw it, I thought it looked photorealistic. From a, from a certain distance, it looked like you were actually watching the telly. And as such, it brought a lot of people over and they were continuously playing this game and specifically this track was playing and imagine it was so loud to try and attack attract more people to play because more people were playing that than anything else even the daytona cab or the top skater cab in the corner now it's the theme for the australia stage in virtual tennis and the song is called the beginning of destiny and it's a song that you know whether i heard it in the arcade or when i bought it home or when i you know when i bought it to a my sixth form common room when people were playing virtual tennis, we almost always went with the Australia court for some reason. And this song would play an awful lot. We'd play it over and over again. So that's why it's stuck in my mind. I think it's actually a brilliant song myself, and I really enjoy it. And again, I do actually find myself humming it now and again. Uh, so here it is. This is Virtual Tennis, The Beginning of Destiny. Enjoy that? I hope you did. I think it acts as a nice little palate cleanser as we move into the final third of our show. And there are four songs left and they're all absolute epics. So the first one, oh, it's a doozy. So this is James's choice and it's a song I'm sure you've heard a few times on, on this show. You know, we've used it as an intro, 
an outro. We've had it in the background where we've discussed certain games. You've probably also heard it recently as the return to Virtual Fire, so Virtual Fire 5 Ultimate Showdown. There was a song used in the ad for the DLC, specifically in the section where it said you could choose songs from across the entire series as the background music to the game. It was also in the retrospective of the game that it features in, and that game is Virtual Fire 2. As I say, this is an absolute banger of a tune. This is Sega's guitar-laden fusion of genres. You've got Eastern influences in there, got Western influences in there, all melds together into an epic selection of tunes that really punctuate the feeling of uh, of a kung fu movie in the in the nineties at the peak of like technology, which was what Street uh, what Virtual Fighter Two was at the time. So this song is actually in the tenth stage of the game, which acts as the f- the final. To be honest, this is the final of the Virtual Fighter tournament. Here we're in the battle with Akira to stake your claim as Virtual Fighter champion. There really can be no better song than this. It really feels like this is the theme. It was a backing song of the score from a Kung Fu movie, and it's absolutely phenomenal. It is, of course, Ride the Tiger from Virtua Fighter 2.
hurrah, 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 indeed. Oh, that's definitely got your blood pumping, hasn't it? That was Virtual Fighter 2, Ride the Tiger. Um, that's from the album version, actually, which is why you get the extra intro, outro, and sound effects clips in there. Mixes things up a bit because, you know, there's been a couple in here that have just been loops, and that could have easily just been a loop. But yeah, you've got to love a few Akira sounds in there. I always wish there was some sort of lyrics because I always thought it was, you know, Akira, ride the tiger, da, 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 if you just believe. But uh, anyway, getting ahead of myself a little bit now. So let's move on to the next song. And this is another iconic Sega track. And this is one that should stoke a feeling of nostalgia in the heart of every 80s and 90s Sega kid. Um, maybe beyond that, because this is a theme that has been rather prominent in a, a lot of Sega's modern stuff, actually. It's such an iconic theme. Again, I use iconic so much in this episode, but this really is so special. And this was actually close to my original Top 6 Desert Island disc. It very nearly made it. In fact, I think it was in one of my drafts. It's an undeniable classic and a Sega hallmark. It's actually in Sonic Transformed. I think that was the last time it was used. It's in the final track with the tracks called The Race of Ages. Um, brilliant arranged version in there by um, Richard Jacks uh, there's not much else to say it's just simply iconic now I have quite a few times you know me being a saddo again there's a 40 minute YouTube video of this um, which covers the various versions of it going back from the original arcade version which is the version that I'm going to show all the way through, you know, Master System, Game Gear, Home Computers, 32X. I think the Saturn's left off because the Saturn just basically is the arcade version, but it's got Race of Ages on there. It's none other than the Space Harrier theme. So, get ready.
Oh my, I love that song so much. Just every piece of instrumentation, every arrangement of that song just gives me so much, so many tingles through my body. Oh, I love it. Oh, but we move on. So again, me and James kind of in sync here. So we go from one rail shooter to another rail shooter. This is the, I suppose, the successor to Space Harrier in a, in a few ways. But it's another song that we've discussed before, and you've heard us talk about this before. We've talked about how beautiful how beautiful and epic that the the soundtrack to this game is um it's from the game panzer dragoon uh james has said a few times i think that this is his favorite piece in the soundtrack uh it's easy to see why it, it deviates from the wonder and the mystique of the monster infested world so you go through the first world and there's flight which uh, is a fantastic beautiful song which was andrew dickinson's favorite song on his favorite sega then you move on to episode two and you're in the sandy waste. And again, it's all very much uh, man against nature, this oppressive world, you know, a post-apocalyptic, beautiful but dangerous, all these mutate monsters attacking you. And then you move into episode three. And this is the one, the first thing that jumps out at you, and James has said this many times before, the first thing that you hits you is the beat. is the dum, dum, dum. And you're plunged straight into the heart of the empire. You know, you're far from this, this organic, menacing world, and you're thrown into this industrialized, mechanized, you know, rising from the ashes, evil, oppressive regime. And it's a brilliant, thumping, epic, and awe-inspiring track that really puts you into the heart of the action. There's something really menacing and imposing about it, but it's also quite, you know, tribal, because these aren't, you know, highly technical, uh, advanced civilizations this is a civilization in the future that's been through its apocalypse so these are these are you know people that are you know, rescuing scraps basically and re-engineering them um it really gives off that feel and it's amazing how well panzer dragoon soundtrack fits and this is just another example of it it's and again it's almost like a film soundtrack you know it's scored so perfectly and we said a number of times that when the score for this game was written it was done by the composer watching the game and writing the music along to it, which is very unique in a way. So here it is. This is from Panzer Dragoon. It's the Empire.
such a grand, such an epic song. A dun, 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 tribal. Now you know what I mean, don't you? I hope. I haven't just been talking nonsense. Well, basically I have, but hopefully there's some value in it, in this framing. But that really does sound like the final battle, doesn't it? And in a way it is, because if this was the final battle, I suppose the next song is our, is our send-off. That's right, we're unfortunately on our final song now. And uh, we're going to ease out here. It's something that uh, it's a lot more soothing. There's uh, more of a melody to it. It's uh, Everything's been so epic so far, isn't it? Everything's been quite, you know, whether it's party-like, whether it's jumpy, dancey, whether it's been thumping. This is a lot more relaxed. So we're going to ease out of uh, our selection here with this final song. So this is a recent favourite of mine. Now, I actually fell in love with it back in 1998. Um, but over time I kind of forgot it because I didn't go back and play the game again properly uh, until last year. Now I have tried it a few times in between and each time I just uh, just wasn't good enough basically. Um, in 1998 I originally played this so much I was dreaming about it um, and I couldn't get that to that point again. Um, but I tried it again last year and uh, we were okay. So what game is this? This is actually Shining Force 3. So as I say I beat it in 2020. Um, beautiful game. Oh my god, it's so incredible. I could talk about this game for absolutely hours, but I'm going to skip to the song itself. Now, anyone that's played this game and got to the end will know that uh, there's a bit of a difficulty spike when it comes to the final battle. And the reason for this is there's a special area where you can, you know, you level up and you can actually get a special weapon before the final battle. Um, and you're going to be going into this dungeon quite a lot because, first of all, it's bloody tough. Um, in order for you to get through it, there's a lot of strong emeries. It starts off relatively easy, and then as you go through the various sections of it, it gets harder and harder. And as your characters level up and gain more skills, and you get more you know, tactical nows that's required to get through it, you'll get better. And you'll hear this song over and over and over again. Again, we're a bit like Sega Rally here. You know, it's like, like George Lucas says, it's poetry, it rhymes. Before you realise it, this song's stuck in your head, and it's absolutely beautiful. You know, it's it's... The song for an, an intense battle towards the end of the game, but you wouldn't think it. You know, you're actually in this this hidden uh, passageway beneath the castle, fighting uh, a mage and his uh, endless army of respawning monsters. Uh, there's a beautiful mystique to it all. Again, much like Panzer Dragoon that we just listened to, it's beautiful yet haunting, and this melody that plays as it lures you in, and eventually you're just completely lost in its charms. Now. I do love music that's outside of Sega. Uh, one of my favourite certain tracks is actually Final Fantasy VII, and my favourite song from that is a song called Dear to the Heart. And what I love about that is the, is the piano melody. And this does that, and I think it does it even better than that. There's the, the melody to it, and then it builds and builds and builds, and it's just absolutely beautiful. So after we've got some we've had some Japanese singing, we've had some chip chews, we have some thumping epic songs, some Eurobeat, guitar riffs. I'm going to leave you now with this absolutely gorgeous track, which is World of Mystery from Shining Falls 3.
And that was absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? Can we all agree that that was beautiful? I hope so. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. The Sega Guys LP. Now that's what I call Sega. Volume 1. Should there be a Volume 2? What are your favourite tracks? Love to hear from you. You can get in contact with us. You can catch James at the Sagaholic. You can catch myself at Swooper underscore D. Or you can message the, uh, the, the account itself at Sega Guys. Please, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, all that's left to do is enter your name. Goodbye for now.